I guess we're back. We're back. Live. Well, I say this every week. We're live right now. We live listen right to now, it. We're not live. It's just... We're imagine. live on a Thursday night in Parma, Ohio. Yeah. It's like different time zones. We are living yeah. off the land. Paul, Jordan, and yes, Jimmy. That's me. I'm not Jimmy. My name is Dan, and that makes up L-O-T-L. Lotta. Hashtag L-O-T-L, by It's kind of like Lord of the Rings, except... It's not Lord of the Rings. You know, the you, know, you know they do Lauder for Lord of the Rings? That I do know. But it's it's not like that, really. Well, it's Lado. Well, okay. Anyway. Pretty close. Uh, thanks for checking us out again, guys. <laughs> and girls. Uh, children of all ages. I um, hope children don't listen to this podcast. Why? We don't really ever talk about anything I risque. Just, I just don't like children. So. Oh, okay. Well, well, we just lost all the mothers in the audience. Yeah. <laughs> well, like two of them. Well, three, four of them are mothers. That probably Our respective mothers. <laughs> uh, so anyway, um, yeah. So uh, continue to... Thanks, Champ. Champ 2, apparently. Champ Champ's is, uh, yeah, uh, follow us on social media, guys. Living off the lamb pod on Instagram, uh, L O T L podcast two one six on Twitter, and Living Off the Land Pod on Facebook. And uh, Jordan is being ridiculous with his Houston Astros gear on. Uh, championship shirt. It's, it's obnoxious because we're champions. Okay, yeah, the Cavs are champions as well. That's right. That and happens. this is a Cleveland I'm podcast. My Cavs championship T-shirt today. Um. So yeah, thanks again for checking us out. Uh, we appreciate the support. Uh, we appreciate all the interactions on social media, as I said. Um, just uh, giving out our social media uh, handles. Um, we are going to get into some sports talk today. We're mm-hmm. going to talk Cavs. Uh, just uh, breaking out the brooms for the Raptors yet again. And then we're also going to uh, preview the Eastern Conference Finals versus the Boston Celtics coming up. Uh, should be a really interesting series with a lot of storylines. And uh, we'll get into that here in a little bit. Uh, we are also going to talk about uh, a new Italian restaurant that we checked out in Lakewood called Molto Bene. Uh, and uh, we'll get into that into detail. Uh, we're also going to go over uh, some, some of a Cinco de Mayo recap. I don't think we really did a lot for no. Cinco de Mayo, but um, Paul... Uh, went to a uh, I think it's gonna, yeah we're probably going to center around Paul's taqueria experience yeah and then Jordan being Mexican can talk about the history the history well we, he kind of he kind of touched on it the last time but yeah I'll any any experiences he's had at all since. for Cinco de Mayo <laughs> um so yeah just to kind of wrap things up on kind of what we're going to talk about today we're going to go over some uh, some Memorial Day events that are coming up 
uh, our favorite Memorial Day activities, traditions that we might have. Uh, we're also going to talk about some of the restaurants and bars that we're going to hopefully uh, check out this week. Um, there's a cool event going on at Brewnuts uh, that Paul and Jordan for sure are going to check out this week, um, as well as a cool uh, board game cafe called Tabletop that Paul has been um, wanting to check out. I've actually been there too. So. Oh, you have? Yeah. Have you been there? I haven't been there. Okay. This will be my first time. All right. So Jordan can kind of give us uh, what he's looking forward to, or Paul can talk about what he's looking forward to maybe well, seeing. Jordan can talk about what he's experienced there. Or I could just wait. I mean, yeah, but I, I'll, I could probably wait till next week and we can both talk about it. So, um, and then uh, we're going to talk about some other stuff that's coming up, some activities uh, within the city. And uh, so uh, keep listening for that. So. First, uh, before we get into what we're going to talk about here, um, let's just talk about uh, a movie that Paul and I got to see this weekend. Actually, not not the movie. Let's talk about a certain preview that we saw before the movie. We saw a preview for the new Star Wars movie that's going to come out. Isn't it pronounced Han Solo? It's... Paul? First First of all, the movie's called Solo. It's not... Han or Han Solo, or whatever. Okay. Okay. It's just called Solo. And there's only one person that I recall calling him Han, and it's Billy D. Williams, and I'm pretty sure he's the only one that's allowed to call him that. I, I don't know who that is. So what? <laughs> I really don't. You don't know, know who Billy D. Williams who's is? Who's Billy D. A singer? I don't know. Have you ever seen uh, the Jackson Five, The American Dream? I like J- Janet and Michael Jackson. Have you ever seen Brian's song? Yeah, he's Barry Gordy. Uh, I, don't, I don't even know who Barry Gordy is. Have you oh seen Tim Burton's first Batman I know movie. who Tim Burton is, and yes, I have seen that movie. Okay, Harvey Dent. Oh, the guy who plays Harvey Dent. See. Okay. Well, I was like born... So anyway, Billy D. Williams now. plays Lando Calrissian. In the original... In the original trilogy. Mm, original Star Wars movies. Donald Glover plays him in the new upcoming movie. Yeah, good for him. That looks pretty cool. You need to calm down on Childish Gambino, Okay. You know, I'm all about Childish Gambino right now. Is it because he's childish? I am childish. He's childish. It works for me. I'm going to agree with that. Oh, boy. Speaking of which, Dan's child is screaming over here. So, uh, yeah, we uh, saw it. Paul's, what's your take on Solo? Are you going to see it? He'll see it. Absolutely not. No, he's he's, not going to see it. I know know how Paul gets. I think Paul should see it because it's probably going to... Be around the quality and the the I you know the last Star Wars pretty solid movie and I think it's gonna be around the quality of that. Well, so, <laughs> well if it's around the quality of Episode Eight, then it's absolute trash, oh. and they will oh, not get, get a dime. Here, trash. Was trash. They will not okay. get a dime. Oh, they'll make a lot of money. So if Episode Eight was trash. What was Episodes One, Two, and Three? Yeah, Episodes One, Two, and Three. Ugh. You see, the thing is, you can look back and you can understand. Like, you know what, George. He just really did not know any better. He really did not know he's doing. They're garbage, but it's like giving it's like giving a uh, torch to a kid. Like he literally didn't Wait, know what to torch? do with it. Torch, flamethrower, anything. Who has torches anymore, Paul? Nobody who walks around with wax torches. Wax, wax torches? torches? However, they make torches. Do you I don't know, know what a torch is? A torch Isn't is like a same? stick of wood that's lit oh, on well, fire. Okay, so the Roman catacombs. The Where do you get wax from? I, I don't. How do you light the wood? Why doesn't it? 
fine. With oil. Do you, have you ever lit a fire before? Yes, but I've okay. never lit what a torch. Okay, what do you mean? How do you light I wood? Do you, I, do you have torches? Like, should we go and you Yeah, I can go in the back and get a stick and light it on fire, and that's considered oh, a torch. Okay, but, like, how do they make it so that the flame, like, stays burning for a while? Like, you know, in movies, when you see it. Okay, we somehow... I don't yeah. know where you went with that. <laughs> Case in point. Jordan Jordan affixes wax to his torches. Case in How point. Well, I, did he use oil on a rag? Like, all right, all right, that's it. You're done. Burning. You're done. Enough about torches. You're oh, done. Right. Okay, so if you, if you want, you can uh, wrap a brush around the top of it and light that on fire. We are not oh. talking about this. We are not talking about torches. Let's talk about Star Wars. We're going to talk about the fact that Star Wars Episode Eight. so you had all the production uh, backing in the world. You had the... Your choice of directors, you had everything to just set up the sequel for Episode Seven, and then you just completely take a big dump on Luke Skywalker, which is the only reason anyone went to see Star Wars Episode Seven, and is the only reason anyone should have gone to see Star Wars Episode Eight. And you know what? You... No. No. You're done. Disney... I thought he was a well-rounded character. What are you talking about, Paul? Well, I don't know, Jordan. He, he's... I, what do you think, Dan? Pretty well-rounded? I actually liked Episode Eight. I liked episode seven. I didn't. I, I didn't. Go, I really. Liked I didn't go. Seven. I didn't go see episode seven to see Luke. I like, went episode seven because it's interesting. I went to go story. see uh, Ray and Finn because they the look can, real cool. No, Finn. Finn can go oh, jump in a hole. Oh, I guess there's a lot of. No, I no. I was I was interested to see well because they before episode seven they really pushed Kylo Ren so I was interested to see how his character developed. Speaking of which, I do want to say this: episode seven I loved. I did not appreciate in episode eight, Kylo Ren wields so much power, but yet they keep putting these ridiculously impossible circumstances that like, where he loses. I'm like, at some point, what's the point if the main villain, you're supposed to hate the villain. I found myself sympathizing with Kylo Ren because he keeps losing and it's for no risk. Stupid. It's like stupid losses. Like, I, I don't even understand how he's losing. Like, like the fuck. He, he finally goes down to face Luke, and Luke's a hologram. Like, what? <laughs> I mean, I don't really... Th- I, I, don't, I don't see how he really lost in Episode Eight. I mean... Well, he, I mean, he did and he didn't. But, like, he was supposed to... He, he killed... I know, he, he killed, killed the Snow. Supreme Leader, and now... Which, that's, so another, now, that's another weird... Yeah, well, I but don't give me... That, that was that was one of the parts of the movie that I, I actually don't get hated. that. Supreme I, Leader, who knows everything about everything... But he doesn't know that Kylo Ren's about to take his lightsaber and just chop him in half. Yeah, that, that. So honestly, you're just really starting to make my point for me. So honestly, no, I'm just I'm I'm done uh, until no, they come I'm not through. making your no, part for you. No, I'm, because not, the silver fox, the crystal cool. foxes were pretty cool. No, the red dirt was pretty cool. I mean, come Wait, on now. No, 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 I'm not making your point for you. Like, no movie is perfect. There's going to be certain parts in movies that that I don't like. Like we just watched Infinity Wars, fantastic movie. I hated how it ended. Like, I, I understand that it's part one of a probably part two, and, you know, the story's not ending there, but I, I don't know. I really didn't like... And I know how that's what they say, like, in the comics and all that, how he snaps his fingers and half the world disappears. I'm sorry. I'm just ruining... <laughs> I, don't, I literally don't care. Ruining everything no, guys, Jordan. guys, I don't care. I don't care. I burned out of the Marvel universe a long time You're ago. A, well, whatever. there's a difference between not liking how a thing ends and also a thing just being terrible, and Star Wars Episode Eight is terrible. <laughs> I don't know that subplot. Another thing I didn't the like. The subplot in the casino, though, man. Best part of the movie. An, another thing that I didn't <laughs> like is the fact that uh, how they essentially killed off Leia, but then her Dude. powers just pulled <laughs> her back <laughs> in. So she, you, mean, she, you mean Mary Poppins? And then yeah. she dies in real life, so she actually needs to die in the series. Right. But they don't kill her off. Oh, <laughs> man. Classic. Classic. Oh, man. 
That's like a Lucas move right there. Yeah. Anyway, we should we should kind of get back on track here. Because yeah, we have a lot to talk about. <laughs> After Paul, Paul's, fun, Paul's trying really hard not to, to open, not a can of, uh, we, open up a can of whoop-ass. Right, we'll be week. ready. We'll be ready next week to trigger Paul. So yeah. This is going to be a segment, by the way. It's going to be called the trigger segment. Or something like that. Yeah, we're know. just going to try and get Paul triggered. When Storing comes up with a more clever name and doesn't go off on five-minute rants on torches. Oh. No, the trigger segment. The trigger segment. I think we need to call it a trigger segment because no, it seems to be no. triggering Paul. No, it needs to be something better so we can eventually get it sponsored. What? Oh, okay. What that? Wait, who's sponsoring? What? what? I don't Say know. what? Anyway, okay. Yeah, so, uh, another thing real quick uh, before we uh, get into what we're going to talk about was... Uh, I just kind of want to mention um, a uh, event that we did uh, with our church on Sunday. Um, we actually canceled our services, our worship gatherings at church at Renew Communities um, this Sunday, and we went and served at uh, Laura's home, which is a women and children's crisis uh, center. Um, something we do every year, uh, but it's kind of expanded as the church has expanded. Um, we've gotten we've had the ability to go over there and just serve with them and be with them, have lunch with them. Um, we did things like, mul uh, uh, spread mulch, uh, cut the grass, power wash, um, parts of the building, some equipment that they had that was a little dirty. Um, we got to paint, um, uh, every year we dig a, a trench in the back just to kind of help water, um, spread. So there's no like standing water in their yard. Um, this is an annual tradition, right? This is an annual thing. Yeah, we uh, we partner with with uh, um, shoot, what's it called? Laura's home, right? Or no, no, Laura's no. home. But it's uh, the city mission, and uh, city mission runs Laura's home, and we've done it. I, I've I've been fortunate enough to help serve there for uh, the last three years doing this thing, and it's just really cool uh, just to be able to love on them and uh, help them out with whatever they need. Um, so. Um, I don't know, Paul, if you have anything to add. I was, I was, I was helping spread mulch. I don't know what you were doing. But. I was helping with a ditch. Uh, it, was, it was just kind of a touch up. But like you said, it's just there's a lot you know that goes on yeah. um, as far as product, you know, projects. It's a decent sized property and a lot of maintenance. And I've been able to go. I th think also for the past three years, if I remember right, um, I've done it at least twice. But I'm thinking three years. Yeah. And no, it's just awesome to get together as a community. Um, you know, kind of put your words to action and just, you know, provide a good service. And, you know, we know they appreciate it. It also is a hassle for them to try to organize this as well. Um, so we really appreciate that as well. But it's just a great time to get together. You kind of get to, you know, meet new people. You get to know your friends a little bit better. Uh, and it's just a wonderful time of fellowship and service. And I look forward to doing it like every year, you know, as, yeah. as long as I'm able. Yeah. This is also the same... Um same organization, same place that uh, uh, our friend Hannah um, was oh, yeah. on a couple yeah. weeks ago. Mom is the... um, they're doing the. Um, uh, why am I blanking? It's like the, a the, house, house, the house, project, house project, New Horizons, I think it's called, mm -hmm. yeah. the New Horizons project, um, to try and help out a uh, a family that's in need at Laura's home, uh, kind of transition into um, normal, I guess, mm -hmm. civilian life, as you call it. But um, we should uh, should so I get Andy cool. on here sometime. Yeah, yeah, we should talk to him. I think he'd be sure. a fun guest. Yeah, for sure. So we just kind of wanted to touch on that a little bit and um, uh, just kind of share that experience. So, uh, yeah, please uh, consider uh, helping that project that Hannah and her uh, work is doing through the city mission in Laura's home. Um, you can donate on the website. Um, we'll post it on our social media again. 
but uh, yeah, consider uh, please consider uh, helping out with that. So uh, now that we got through that, let's get into our normal topics that we usually cover each week. Uh, let's start off with some sports uh, tonight. Um, we're not going to talk about the Browns or the Indians very much um, tonight, uh, but uh, we've got a lot to talk about with the Cavs. So uh, let's get into it. Uh, the Cavs are coming off. A really tough series with the Pacers and a absolute breeze fest with the Raptors. Uh, got out the brooms, swept them away. What was the comment you made before we started about... Oh, I said, did it look clean in here because it looks like someone swept. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, I mean, in all fairness, two of the games did come down to a buzzer beater, which is still... Right, and, you know. and admittedly, the Cavs really shouldn't have won game one. No. They played like trash, but somehow the Raptors just choked it away. Yeah, because the Raptors missed four shots in the last ten seconds, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> including like two putbacks. So, and that's now ten straight times the Cavs have beaten the Raptors in the playoffs. Ridiculous. So do you remember what? Do you remember when everyone panicked in 2016? Not everyone, but a lot of people when the Raptors tied up the series in yeah. 2016. That's literally the last time they won. Yeah. Yep, last time they won was at home, Game 4 in the Eastern Conference Finals against the Cavs yeah. in 2016. They haven't beaten the Cavs in the playoffs since, and they've played yeah. them every year. And it's just funny because, much like how in the East, you know that eventually you're going to have to try to move through Golden State. Um, in the, Did I say in the East? Yeah. I meant in the West. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but in the East, you know you have to move through Cleveland. Right. And... So the Raptors build this team to try to move through Cleveland, and they still can't do it. Well, I thought what was stupid was Game 4. They didn't even show up. Like, it'd be one thing if, like, they at least put up a fight, but I didn't I didn't even see a fight. Like, they didn't no. even they didn't even seem to care. Like, I mean, you know. I'll tell you, just in my limited sports experience in, like, high school, but just when you play a sport, whether you're looking at the score in a series, um, when you're down 3 nothing. That yeah, is, that's demoralizing. It's extremely and, defeating, yeah. and especially if the coach made a, the Raptors coach made a comment earlier, um, where he, I believe it was after the end of game one, where he said he said something to the effect of their confidence or them feeling like they could actually beat Cleveland. He was basically insinuating that they didn't feel that they really had a chance anyway. So if that's the case, which it looks like it was, and you couple that with a three nothing, it's like yeah. you know it's going to be a four game uphill climb. Not even a hill, a mountain. Yeah, they just had a bad mentality going in. I think. I mean, but the whole East did not go high. I predicted whatsoever. I I predicted it was. <laughs> I predicted that the Raptors were going to give a serious fight to the Cavs, and I also predicted that it would be Philadelphia Cavs in the Eastern Conference Finals, and that's not what happened. So. No, no. <laughs> yeah, it looks like the process halted. The process, man. I don't or know what happened. At least another pro- season. Well, Ben Simmons just forgot how to play basketball. So <laughs> I don't know what their deal was, man. That but was, no, so now we're so now we're left with uh, you know Cavs and the Celtics who have been. How do you want to put you, it? You know the Cavs are going to beat the Celtics. Like there's there's no yeah they don't stand a chance. Well, we can get into that in a minute. Um, yeah. One of the most intriguing things that I thought, and actually it's one of the most encouraging things I I, I thought about the Raptors series was, um, well in in the Indiana series, Kevin Love was just utter trash. <laughs> like, yeah, he was pretty. Like much it was getting to the point where the Cavs were better when he wasn't on the floor, and it's kind of hard to say that about your second best player. I mean, you're kind of screwed if your second best player is 
worth more to you sitting on the bench than, than on the floor. Actually playing. He was actually hurting the team while he was playing. But, I mean, that completely turned around the second round. Um, he kind of had a shaky game in game, game one. But games two through four... I mean, he looked like he looked like he actually looked like Minnesota Kevin Love. Yeah. I mean, he was just beasting them in the post. Um, he was starting his jump shot. Um, I think he averaged twenty and ten for the, yeah. the series in the second round. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, if you, he does that in the you, Eastern you Conference saw, Finals, Boston you have a saw chance. Love. Not only was he doing his traditional Cleveland role of just you know pick and roll and being ready you know for the open shot, but he was like he was like no, give me the ball, and he'd go down post yeah. up. He'd shoot. If he missed, he'd get his own rebound. I mean, the guy was playing a classic like power forward. Like it was, it was awesome to see that. Yep. Um, and absolutely, I think that was probably the biggest takeaway from. And we, I mean, we long said like I think we said a few weeks ago like the key to the Cavs' success in the playoffs this year is Kevin Love is going to have to play like the second superstar on the team. Yeah. And seeing him play like that is very encouraging. I know he's taken a lot of crap in the last few years for his performances, but um, it's good to see him both getting rebounds, defensive stops, but also attacking offensive, uh, attacking on the offense and being really assertive as well. So, yeah, absolutely. I think that was probably one of the biggest takeaways from the game. Um, LeBron, of course, played out of his mind. There's, he's never not going to do that, though. I mean, that's that's expected. Um, should we talk about like? So a weird thing. It's not that important, but I just found it fascinating that Rodney Hood has just like melted down. Like he's yeah, he, he refused he had, to play. Yeah, he, <laughs> he had two points. Yeah, and eight fouls in the series. Yeah, well, not not a game. Two points. Right. The whole series. Right. Didn't play in game four. Actually refused. Oh, he to refused come on to play yeah. in game four. Well, because they didn't. Uh, Ty Lue told him before the game that we're we're gonna put Chetty in your spot in the rotation. Yeah. Chetty Osman. So I guess he, he didn't take that well. Yeah, and then attitude. when they tried to put him in in garbage time, he's like, well, you didn't want to play me the whole game. Why do you want me to, want me to play now? Mm-hmm. So he actually didn't go in the game. Probably now, has something they, to do with they've said, not doing anything. They've said since then that he's apologized to the coach, he's apologized to the team. Um, I can't remember the quote that they said today. Uh, he he made he said some BS quote about oh I wanted the veterans to get in before me. Okay. Like that doesn't make that's, any like makes no sense. That's not a yeah. thing. So. Um, but but the, I mean the Cavs just brush it off. I mean yeah. they, they've gone through so much this year. They don't Honestly, need they don't need Rodney. They don't. They don't. Well, yeah, that's the thing. Like especially now that we're getting later yeah, yeah. into the playoffs, like the rotations are going to continue and continue so tight. to tighten. So tight. Mm-hmm. The Cavs are basically down now to like seven guys. So they have their starters, which is Love, mm-hmm. uh, LeBron, Jr., uh, George Hill, who's. Is not Clarkson start or no? No, not Clarkson. Um, oh, Corver. Mm. So that's oh, your starting that's right. five. That's Corver's your starting start, five, right. and then pretty much the only guys that you really bring off the bench is Tristan, Jeff Green, and Clarkson. Yeah. Really. So the Cavs rotation is at eight. So there's not really any room for Rodney oh. Hood anyway. I feel like we should also mention how Tristan's been much improved yeah. in this cool. playoff series. Yeah. Not not just the Raptors, but even Pacers too. Like he's yeah, it's, he's actually like. He fell out of the rotation for a while, and then he was he was able to come back and just be like Tristan, like in twenty sixteen. Yeah. And if the Cavs have if the Cavs have him playing like he was in twenty sixteen, um, that's just another dimension that they have. Yeah. So that's, I mean, that's one huge. one thing I always trash Thompson, and I think justifiably so. But 
One thing I appreciate about Thompson is he he is man, he's like street ball on the court though. Like he don't take he don't take no. you can't talk back to him. He'll talk I love watching Tristan trash talk. It's one of my favorite things. Like he'll go in front of Draymond Green and just like mouth him off. And like I, I you need a player or several players to be able to do that on the court, especially when you're playing a team like the Warriors, which the Cavs are probably going to have to play unless Houston Figures out their stuff, but we'll see. We'll yeah, see. That's definitely going to be an interesting series. Um, yeah, we can talk about that uh, more so when it, a little bit later when it starts. Yeah, um, but conference finals for Eastern Conference Finals. Um, all right, here's a question I want to propose to Dan, especially and Paul too, if you have any too, any thoughts on this. The Celtics have just, I want to say, shocked, but they've really confounded the. Um, the analysts and the and the you know the the experts as as you might, um, just playing way above what they're supposed to be playing. They're missing two of their main stars, uh, Kyrie and uh, Gordon Hayward, and yet they're still really good. Like, do you think? How, how do you think that's going to translate against the Cavs? Because this is a different Cavs team than what played them last year. But then again, it's a different Celtics team as well. So yeah, I think. I don't know. It, it's been interesting hearing people talk about it because you have a, a good number of people that have been giving um, they've been giving Brad Stevens a lot of credit, which I mean I don't think you should take anything away from it when you lose your two two star players yeah. and yet you still manage to take them to the Eastern Conference Finals and going through teams that like you said expected Philly to absolutely make it. Oh yeah. And you know didn't think that was going to be a question. Well nope they went through them. Um, and then they made they pretty decent, them up too. Yeah, they no, it, it, annihilated. They them. let the game slip and then just came right back. And that was only because what's his name? TJ. What's uh, what's that guy's name? That one dude just went on a McCall. tear. Yeah, he went on like a tear and like the who? TJ McConnell. Yeah, the, for who? For the Philly Sixers. McConnell. McConnell. Uh, yeah. When they yeah. when they yeah. took the one game. The, the one game, TJ yeah. McConnell is literally the only reason why they won that game. Yeah, right. he could not miss. Um, anything. Yeah, game four. Yeah, yeah, he couldn't miss so, anything. But yeah, and then I think I mean, one of the interesting things about the Celtics, I guess you could also say, I feel like they're a team that, if this makes any sense, doesn't know any better. As in, they don't they don't really know to be afraid of LeBron. True. Um, you know, you've got a lot of young guys that are working in there that don't necessarily understand what it means to play against LeBron in the playoffs. And so I think I, I you could look. You could say, hey, that could play to their advantage because literally they well, have nothing to lose. I mean, no one has I, anything I think, to lose. I think a couple things, like the return of Marcus Smart was huge for the Celtics. Um, he's absolutely one of their better players on the court right now. Uh, he's just their best defender. He just brings that energy, though, that like they need. He, isn't he, he's the leading scorer, isn't he? Marcus Smart for, no, the, for no, the Celtics? No, Terry Ro- uh, Terry no. Rozier, Jason Tatum. Rozier. Al Horford. Oh, okay. Al Marcus Horford. Smart's not an offensive player. Way player. off on that yeah. one. <laughs> Marcus Smart's um, their best defender. He's their most physical player. Horford, though, has He can been, hit a shot every once in a while. Yeah, that's but true. Horford Horford's has been playing good. out of his mind yeah. in these playoffs. Which actually... That's going to be a gives challenge. Me an, gives for, me... Well... Yeah. I think that's going to be a challenge for the Cavs. Al Horford has never played well against the Cavs in the playoffs. Ever. True. But it's a different Cavs team, though. Yeah. But it'll, it'll be a little bit of a challenge, I think. But, yeah, I just I, it's interesting with the Celtics for me because I think um, Brad Stevens is an incredible coach, obviously. Um, so 
he's been able to kind of you know mix and match um, with the strategies against the teams, and they've been able to come out okay, and they've actually uh, handled their business pretty well. <coughs> I think coaching in the NBA can only take you so far. Um, there's no, there's nothing you can do to strategize against LeBron James. There's literally nothing. You, you're not going to stop him. You're not going to contain him. Uh, he's playing arguably the best basketball of his entire career right now. Um, so I think there's so with so with Simmons, a guy that they they compare kind of to LeBron. What Boston did was they they switched everything on Simmons. It didn't matter whether it was a really small guy, whether it was one of their bigs. And they just sag off him because he, he I, I don't know if it's a physical, mental, or somebody even suggested that he's shooting his jump shot with the wrong hand. Hmm. That he's shooting with his left, but he should be shooting with his right. I think Jalen Rose mentioned that this morning. But they literally just sagged off him and just sagged him to the paint and just made dared him to take a jump shot. That kind of worked on LeBron early in his career. You can't do that with LeBron anymore. Because he, will take those jump he just hits those jump shots now. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's streak. He's still streaky, but he's more. He's definitely more consistent and will will hurt you when he gets hot. Obviously, um, so I think that's the difference between coaching. I just don't think you, you can't game plan for LeBron. You just have to. I, I think I think the Celtics. They're definitely going to try and uh, shut down Kevin Love mm-hmm. because if if the Cavs get LeBron and Love going, it's I mean, unless you're Golden State or even maybe Houston, it's really hard to stop the Cavs. I mean, yeah. if he, ah, you're not going to be able to out, if if LeBron and Love are going, you're not going to be able to outscore them, especially yeah. if you're Boston. No, it's it's just like you said, you can't stop LeBron. So the next step is to stop his number two, you know, stop the other players. So if you take out because if LeBron's putting up his you know 30, 35, whatever he's putting up, and Kevin Love's putting up twenty points, getting ten rebounds. You're in really good shape, but if you take away those 20 points, if you drop them down into like you know 10, 11 points, maybe even below, yeah, then it's completely different. Yeah, I if any if any of you guys are uh, basketball nerds, uh, kind of like I am, and uh, or if you haven't seen the article, uh, go read Zach Lowe's article that he posted today on ESPN.com. Uh, he talks a lot about um, how uh, Kyle Korver and Kevin Love have basically just turned the left side of the floor into just a giant hodgepodge where nobody knows what they're doing. And um, it's it's a really good read. I wish I, I wish I had it up right now and could reference it, but um, it's a really good read on how, how it kind of got Kevin Love going uh, and also got Kyle Korver going and how Toronto just had absolutely no answer for what they were doing over there. So uh, it's a really good read. But, yeah, check out Zach Lowe's piece on ESPN.com. Um, so, uh, just kind of talking from the Boston side of things, uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about, um, the fact that they're not going to have Kyrie, they're not going to have Gordon Hayward. We kind of touched on that a little bit, about how, you know, they're kind of decimated injury wise. Um, how cool would it have been to watch this series with LeBron going up against Kyrie? That would have been fun. Yeah. It would have been, so been fun, but at the same time, then do you think that... Well, there's some because, people. There's some people that are saying that Kyrie's ISO plays might have been detrimental to the overall plan. It's possible. I don't think losing Hayward is helping them any. I wouldn't say that go that far. And I wouldn't go. So I really am not even saying that they shouldn't have Kyrie on the team. I'm yeah. just saying that certain teams can stop 
can stop a team with Kyrie on them. Yeah. Because right. it's almost like the Westbrook effect where you let him do his thing as long as you contain it. Yeah. Well, because he doesn't contribute that much on defense. He can't well, he play even a, defense, He doesn't even assist that much. That, but it's, that, that's a little bit of a misnomer, I think, on Kyrie. I think Kyrie's actually a On defense? Defender. He okay. can, but with it's certain not... certain players. I think more so the problem with Kyrie is his lack of assists like compared to other players. Yeah, he's a shooter. Yeah. He's a dribbler. Oh, right, he's a dribbler and a shooter. I mean, Chris Paul's a shooter, but he assists every other... Like, right, but yeah, Kyrie Chris, more so... Chris Paul's a natural point guard. Like that's his, also unfair. His first, his first inclination is to be the quarterback <laughs> of the offense. That's, that's yeah. an unfair and comparison. he's one of the best at it in the league. He's one of the best. In the and league. that's why he's in the State Farm commercial as being the assist guy. That's right. Yeah. And that's why Kyrie is um, not in the commercial as the assist <laughs> that's guy. That's the only reason. <laughs> that's well, the only reason. One, one thing that's been driving me nuts about watching these playoffs and actually watching throughout the whole season and watching this guy uh, kind of blossom in his rookie year is how the hell did the Cavs trade Kyrie Irving to Boston well, and not demand Jason Tatum in right. return? Oh, man, how in the hell? I, I don't. That was one of the. That's going to go down as one of the worst trades in NBA history because not only you're did trading they, away a top ten player in the right. NBA and you're not asking for uh, one of I their, would. You could argue top five in some circumstances, but uh, I agree. Top Kyrie's 10. not. Kyrie's not top five. Yeah, I guess if we're going by just point guards, you could you could do that, but not overall. You're right; he's not. But. I, yeah, point guards. Yeah, I'd, I'd say he's point top guards. Five. Yeah, but you're yeah, right. But top in, ten. Top in ten. He, he, I'd, I'd say overall. I mean, it, it's so subjective, and it's you know whatever. But you're right. I'd say Kyrie's top, about ten. top ten. That's but that's a fair comparison. How, you trade a guy who is not an impending free agent. He had multiple years left on his contract. Right. He's a top ten player in the league. A uh, won the title for you. So yeah, he has a clutch genome. And you don't even I, watching Jason Tatum in these playoffs. And they got and who did they get instead? They got a scrubby, broken down. See, here's uh, the Isaiah thing. Thomas. Here's the thing. The crown jewel of that trade was the, the was the Brooklyn pick. I'd rather have Jason Tatum than that stupid pick. Right. That's because you up, know Tatum's already going. That's going to now end up being like tenth overall. Right. And I'd you know, much rather right. have Jason Tatum. And you know Jason Tatum's going to be the Tatum was my favorite player in the draft. Yeah. He's a good, I, he's a good player. I, gosh. But, yeah, I, that... that yeah. And how about Rozier? You want to know what really grinds my gears? <laughs> that no, that whole gears. trade was a joke. And I, I listened to the Bill Simmons podcast uh, last night. Uh, he had David Griffin on, former Cavs GM. And uh, it also infuriates me that Dan Gilbert somehow could not figure out how to keep David Griffin. Right. Because I think if David Griffin was still the general manager of the team, Kyrie never would have gotten traded. No. no. He would have orchestrated either a better trade or figured yeah. something out. Like, one of the two. So, yeah, before my head explodes. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, 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 think, I, think, I think Jason Tatum's an emerging superstar in the NBA. I just, oh, I agree. I was watching I him. and he, I, his, his jump shot, he's got one of the best jump shots. He's 6'8". He's got to kind of grow into his body a little bit. He's, you know, he's a little lean, but, I mean, he's like 20 years old. Jimmy knows what that's about. And then they have Jalen Brown too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a, well, a stud. Like even, okay, even if it wasn't Jason Tatum, why didn't we say, uh, uh, "We're not giving you Kyrie unless you give us Jalen Brown"? Well, then don't forget Rozier too. Like he's well. Becoming, that's 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 actually an interesting point local, about about Kyrie about Kyrie uh, being injured has allowed Terry Rozier to blossom. To blossom, yeah. Because he has he been. He can play. I mean, that guy can play. They would. They, they were calling. He called. He's got. He's got. He's got. He's got, he's got, he's got scary, 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 scary. That's his nickname. Yeah. He's trying to fight. That's that's what you want to see, though. You don't want yeah, to see. Yeah. Yeah. Terry is a good player. Backing down from that. Um, stuff. Yeah. No, I agree. There are so many players they could have. They could have thrown in with that trade. <laughs> and they. Yeah. Uh, not sure. okay. One more thing I want to say. 
Why do you do a trade with your arc, one of your arc rivals in the East? Like, the Celtics are really the only main threat to the Cavs. Why would you trade your best player to them? I don't care who you're getting back for them. What are you doing? Yeah, for... for, for what are, Trade him to Orlando. Trade him, tra- or trade him to the West. And you Sh- ship him, him off to the Lakers. Him for, you right. traded a dollar for, for right. four quarters. Right, right. And that, that doesn't right. equate in, in yeah. uh, the NBA for trades. You, I, can't I was, get, you can't get three pieces right. for a perennial all-star right. and feel like... You won the trade, or even came out no. even in the trade. I, Un- unless, unless somehow, some way, Nick Gilbert goes to the lottery and brings home the number one pick again, and we get DeAndre Ayton, then I'll say, okay, well, maybe, maybe uh, you know, <laughs> it's a wash in a couple years because that guy. Still, trade to the West. The Spurs or the Lakers would have probably done something for him. You like know, it's actually him. interesting. I Kyrie might not be in Boston next year. Oh, it's the whole Boston experience. Well, experiment I, yeah. with the emergence of Rozier, that, see, that's what I was kind of saying. Man. That's what Rogier, I was saying earlier. I could do see, they need Kyrie? I could actually see Boston trying to put a package together with Kyrie to get Kawhi Leonard from, or, okay. from San Antonio. Yeah, that's actually a good point. Boston would be scary. That would be and a what do you deal with Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum? You well, I, I feel I don't. Do you? I feel I mean, you could go to small ball and you there, could play Kawhi at the four. There, there would clearly be some more players involved, but I feel like Kyrie for Kawhi wouldn't be that unbalanced at all. I mean, you're no, I mean, two, well, two totally different players, but their talent level, their abilities, their clutch, their yeah. clutch shooting, their, you know, I don't anyway, know. Anyway, we're getting a little locked yeah, off we're topic there. But, we're no longer talking about Cleveland. Thing. Oh my gosh! Shut up. You're wearing Houston stuff. I am wearing Houston stuff. But anyway, uh, yeah, kind of another thing that uh, I wanted to get into a little bit. We kind of touched on Brad Stevens, but uh, the, the kind of coaching dynamic in the series between Brad Stevens and Ty Lue, I don't think any of us would uh, disagree that the no. Celtics have the coaching yeah, advantage the coaching there. Advantage. I will say, though, that I think Ty Lue is a lot better in the playoffs when he doesn't have to try and play 10, 11 guys and figure out minutes. And it's one of his worst things is his rotations. <laughs> figure when you, when, when you only, when you're only going to play seven or eight guys, it's a lot easier and mm-hmm. he can, and he can focus more on Ty Lue's really great at calling plays out of timeouts and dead ball situations and drawing stuff up. Um, you know, I agree. When, one, once, once he's when, once he has the rotation trimmed down, he he he's not a bad like no, I mean, strategist. There was there was a lot of times sense. in the regular season where they had like the Cavs have like they honestly have 11, 12 guys that they could actually go to and play. They have right. they have a lot and a lot of NBA teams don't have that. Right. But the Cavs have like twelve NBA quality players that you can give solid minutes to. But in the playoffs, when you have to tighten things up, and we have our starting five plus. Green, Tristan, Clarkson. It's a lot easier for him to mix and match when he doesn't have so many well, options. I think, too, just really devastated the Cavs early on in the season. He had no idea how to play all those new guys they got originally. Yeah. He didn't know what to do with uh, Crowder. He didn't know what right. to do with Wade, even. He didn't know what to do with Rose. And then Rose was having injury issues. And who was supposed to replace him? And then Calderon was somewhere. It was, yeah. it was, just, it was just a mess. At the, I think you're right, though. When, once was, they trimmed the roster down, he's actually a he can be a decent coach, right? right? Yeah, but I mean, I, Brad Stevens is probably well, Brad after, Stevens is one of the best. After the after Popovich is probably the best coach yeah. in the league. I mean, probably. what he's Casey? really, <laughs> really. Well, Dwayne Casey did win coach. Of the, did they announce that officially? Yeah, he, did. he won coach of the year. 
and he, and, and, he, and he might get fired. That's the funny thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 59 yeah. wins, coach of the year, gets swept by LeBron, and you're fired. <laughs> I I can't blame – I don't think that's a coaching problem against no. LeBron, though. That's LeBron a player problem. problem. Yeah, it's, LeBron it's a LeBron, LeBron – right. But there's always a scapegoat somewhere, somehow. Man, you can't Rose, fire LeBron. How about so. DeRozan, Mr. Clutch, and <laughs> just falls apart. But anyways, that's old news. Yeah. Um, so yeah, let's series, uh, let's, let's go let's go around the table and uh, let's let's talk about um, what our predictions are for the for the series. We can go into it for a little bit, like little detail, why you think what's going to happen. But um, let's just go around the table here. Yeah. So Paul, you want to go first? I mean, I'm I'm not one of the uh, clearly not one of the basketball brains in here. <laughs> He's but a novice. I'm I'm very much a novice, but it's still interesting, you know, to just you know listen to it and learn more. Um, all I can say is I've, I've been a pessimist this whole time. Um, and that's actually played out to a benefit because then I've been pleasantly surprised. <laughs> so I, me personally, just with my very limited knowledge, I believe that Boston can take it to six games um, just because they have much more, like you said, with Kyrie off the floor, their brand of defense is a lot tougher, a lot more aggressive. So I think they have a good chance of taking away Maybe a little bit of Kevin Love or maybe a little bit of Korver. Just enough of one of the shooters on the Cavs team so they kind of bring their offense down a little bit. So I believe the Cavs will still go through. No question. Um, but I do think that Boston will take it to six. Jordan? I, um, I'm very impressed by the Celtics team. As like we've mentioned, there's several players that have just blossomed. and They were kind of just given roles when other players went down. <coughs> so... I'm um, very quickly learned that the Celtics were the second best team in the East. Uh, I would have never predicted that, but they are, and I've been I watched a lot of their games. And <clears throat> sorry, I think I think it's going to be a very competitive series. I think it's going to be six games. I think at least two or three are going to be very tight. But I think LeBron's going to be the X factor. That's such an obvious and cliche statement, but the Cavs have LeBron. And I think he's going to be the X factor in those tight games, um, both defensively, offensively, just his presence alone. Like, I'm going to say six. I would be very surprised if it's less than six. I'd be surprised if it goes to seven. But I, I would, I think six is the. So you say, game. so you say Cavs and six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Sorry, yeah, yeah. Cavs and six. Yeah. Jimmy, what do you think? Cavs and five. Ooh. Is that is that it? That's it. That's it. That's, okay. all, that's, all, that's all you need to know. Short, Forget, short and sweet. Forget the Jackson the Five. It's the Cavs in Five. Yeah. <laughs> Kick him off the podcast. <laughs> Trade him for prospects. All right. Uh, yeah, I actually, uh, I, I'm teeter. I'm not teetering as who's going to win because I, I think it's going to be the Cavs. Um, I'm teetering whether it's going to be five or six. Mm. Um, I do think that game one is going to be pivotal as to how how long the series goes. I think if the Cavs win Game One, it honestly could end up being a sweep. Uh, but I, but I, I I do think Boston is, is definitely more mentally tough uh, than Toronto was. So I think if the Cavs uh, steal Game One, Boston's more much more likely to come back and tie the series in Game Two. Um, but I just don't see Boston winning in Cleveland. So um, I'm gonna go ahead and say uh, I'm gonna go ahead and say Cavs in five. I just uh, LeBron's not gonna be denied. I just, I think the Cavs are going to win game one. 
Uh, Boston will come back and win game two. Uh, Cavs will win three and four. And then when LeBron has an elimination game, when he's uh, um, going to eliminate an opponent, he almost never loses. So uh, I just think once once the Cavs get to uh, a third win in the series, it's it's lights out for Boston. So I'm going to say Cavs in five. Okay. All right. Uh, so that's going to wrap up on our uh, sports and Cavs talk uh, for this week. Uh, let us know on social media if you agree with us, disagree with us. Um, we'll be posting polls and stuff as we go throughout the uh, series. Um, we're going to hopefully be a little more interactive um, through the series during games and stuff like that, uh, tweeting and, and stuff. So uh, keep an eye on our Twitter account uh, for that. Uh, but now let's kind of transition a little bit into uh, some of our cultural aspect talk of our podcast. And uh, let's go over a uh, new Italian restaurant that uh, we got to check out uh, on Tuesday in Lakewood called Molto Bene. Um, what did uh, what did you guys think? So the interesting thing about um, Italian food, much like with I think certain things like say Mexican food, pizza, Chinese takeout, whatever it is, people have like their their go tos, and I feel very fortunate that I have not eaten enough Italian food in Cleveland to have like my place to kind of cloud my judgment so to speak mm-hmm. so like going in it's like I'm, I'm very open I'm not going in saying like well it's got to taste like this it's got to taste like that um, so I really appreciated that I'm like no Dan on the other hand is I mean you've got regular exposure to authentic Italian cuisine mm-hmm. and I mean just it, every once in a while we get to sample it it's fantastic I mean the sauce yeah. the wine the pasta it's so you, you've got a very close how you want to say it? <laughs> You're close to this. Yeah. <laughs> the Italian yeah. food is very close to you. Um, and then, I mean, Jordan, you've mentioned it. It's, I, I won't name the place, but what Jordan has said is that he's honestly basically indifferent when it comes to Italian cuisine. Well, it's not so that much that I'm indifferent. I don't know what's like good or bad, um, if that makes sense. Like, I, 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 no, I, I, I can I, go with cause, that. Because, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to say every Italian food I've, dish I've had is good or every place I've been to is good. But, like, I'll go to places where I'm like, yeah, that was actually pretty good. And people are like, yo, that's that place is terrible. It's like when it's okay. like when someone tries to, if someone yeah. were to try to tell me that the flying rib was. Right. Or if someone <laughs> tries to tell me that, like, Barrio or Cozumel are the is, best Mexican places. Right. And you're going to be like, no, hold on. Okay, no, no, that's let's, not. <laughs> let's talk about this. But. Uh, but, no, I think it's cool that we all went there with three very different. Yeah. You know, you got, to you got the lasagna, right? Yeah, I had the lasagna. Well, first, I mean, walking in, let's just talk a little bit about what it's like walking yeah, in. Yeah. Um, I'm again, I'm a big fan of small, quaint places. I love, you know, relaxed atmospheres. Uh, you know, I'm 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 a big fan, and it's a small house in Lakewood that got turned into a restaurant, which I absolutely love. If I get to have a place of my own someday, that's the kind of thing I dream about. Right. So I like small. I mean, it's everything is straight and to the point. The menu's simple. You walk in, you know exactly. You can get a pretty good idea of what you're walking in. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I really appreciate that. I mean, what were your guys' thoughts walking in? Just like, you know, decor, environment. 
it was a lot smaller than I thought it was going to be, even though I was told that it was going to be that small. Um, but it's cute. It's a cute little date place, I'd say. It's a, you wouldn't want to go more it's than... It's cute. That's so neat. You, it's real neat. You wouldn't want to take more Aww. than four, four people, four or five people there, though. No. Definitely not. Um, no, it's not for large parties. It's... Uh, yeah, no, it's but it's a good setup. I mean, I, I thought the... You know, I thought it was... Aesthetics was fine. It was like what black. The weird thing was it was black and yellow, which kind of ticked Dan off a bit. I don't believe that was their intent, but better not have been. But once Dan took a moment and looked around and realized he had a little bit of a gag reflex. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but then he saw the map of Italy and he was fine. That's right. That's right. <laughs> well, because I because I was able to find the uh, province that my family's from, which is really cool. So I took a picture of it, sent it to my mom, and. Um, she was all excited about it. They definitely want to go and check it out. But uh, yeah, I liked it. I liked how I actually liked how small it was. Um, it, it definitely had the uh, uh, home family restaurant type feel to it. Um, you can't bring a big group there. No, do not. No. Uh, no. But yeah, it was good. We went on a Tuesday right after work, so it wasn't busy. So we kind of got all the attention from the entire staff, which was cool. So. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I liked uh, like the way it was set up. It's it's basically a, a, bu- a bungalow house that's like hollowed out into a yeah. restaurant. Um, so yeah, it, it uh, makes it was you pretty cool. It really makes you feel at home, in my opinion. Like, yeah, just the fact. Yeah, that you don't so, feel like really uncomfortable. Right you honestly, now. you almost don't even feel like you're at a restaurant, in yeah. my opinion. Right. I mean, the kitchen's right there. It's almost like if you're just walking back to the kitchen, see what mom's cooking, and yeah, uh, you know, just like, hey, mom, when's dinner ready? Yeah. I mean, the kitchen's right there. If you want, you can go ask the chef. I'm, I mean, don't bug them, but. For sure, for sure. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I liked it. We, we each got a different dish. Uh, we got an appetizer uh, uh, to start, which is the... Uh, what do we get? The focaccia, right? Focaccia, focaccia. ripiena. Uh, is that it? Ripiena. Ripiena? Yeah. Um, so that was good. That was almost just like a sandwich um, with the prosciutto, mozzarella cheese, and arugula. Um, that was really good. Mm-hmm. Really good. Um, they, they actually, before that, started this out with some bread and some olive oil and balsamic, um, which is, you know, Italian, Italian staple. Can't, you can't um, go wrong with that. Must-haves. But uh, then, then we, had our, uh, we had our meals. Um, we each got a different thing. Yeah. Uh, what did you get, Dan? I got the penne arrabbiata, which is just kind of like a spicy um, tomato um, pomodoro sauce. Which actually which is was... Just another another name for tomato sauce yeah. and actually it was a little spicy like it oh yeah you know, yeah it, it actually had a kick. kick to it um they 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 like our our server was like are you sure it's really spicy and i'm like yeah i know they they have to say that because yeah, if you undersell most, yeah. if you undersell how spicy it is and then you try it like most people that can't take spice are gonna oh, like, oh, I just get mad yeah. no i i know i know, something I know plenty so you people. always have to oversell the spice yeah. if you're a if you're a uh I knew as soon as she was saying that. I, was like, yeah, sorry. <laughs> I know plenty of people yeah. that would have taken. I mean, I've had that before, yeah. so it's not like it's something I haven't had. Right. But you were but, ready. Uh, yeah, you were ready. Yeah, so <laughs> it, it, it was really good. Um, I, I really liked it. But yeah, what did uh, what you have? To I don't remember the exact name of it, but it was. Um, oh, it was um, penne e gamberi. Yeah, it was penne pasta with um, shrimp. Yeah, mm-hmm. shrimp. It was a vodka sauce, right? It, it was like an yep. orange vodka sauce, which I. I Loved it from start to finish. Uh, the shrimp was awesome. The sauce was great. The pasta was great. I mean, I like I said, I'm not too um, I'm not too well versed in Italian food. I'm kind of starting to now, but um, 
It was very good. I, I ate the whole thing, and they gave you a lot of food, so like I yeah. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, no complaints, really. Yeah, Not and then I food. I myself I was I was torn between you know maybe trying something like slightly different, but still I mean it's it's all you know authentic dishes. Um, I opted to go for the lasagna. I figured I'd give something that maybe I want to try some a lot of people. An Italian classic that yeah. Right, a lot of people are like oh lasagna, you know, like you they, automatically yeah. know. If you're an Italian restaurant, you have to do lasagna right. Exactly, and my gosh, that. Well, high praise from Dan. He tried a bite, and you said that it was like almost. It was, on... it was really similar to my grandmother's, honestly. Right, and again, like I said, Dan's family, Italian. <laughs> Dan knows what he's oh, yeah. talking about. Yeah. Um, but no, seriously, I mean the lasagna. We're from the boot. I th- I think it's I think it's easy though to be disappointed by something like that. I think it's easy to be disappointed by lasagna. Yeah. yeah. And this was not disappointing at all. I mean, just generous amounts of cheese and bechamel, the sauce. Well. No yeah, one likes, it was, it no was one actually likes, like placed in a bowl of sauce. Yeah, right? no one yeah. likes a dry lasagna. It was like a, it was like a skillet almost, right? Yeah, yeah. like well, honestly, it, no, there was no browning on the cheese, right. but I mean, they definitely you know yeah. put it in the oven. They put it in hot because they had to give the they had to put it on another dish because the bowl itself that had the lasagna was yeah um, hot as well. But I mean, oh my gosh, every bite was just fantastic. Yeah, the meat really sauce. It, Bravo. <laughs> it was excellent. Oh, yeah. And then y'all got up um, gelato, too. Oh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we, oh. Got, we got... So, their, so their, uh, <laughs> their main thing is, like, uh, gelato. So, they actually... There's a couple places at the West Side Market that get their gelato and sell it. So, their gelato, they don't just sell there. Like, they outsource their gelato. Mm-hmm. There's restaurants that sell their gelato. Yeah. There's places at the market that sell their gelato. Um, it was so good. So, oh. so good. Oh my gosh! I still I, just go there for the gelato. I mean, yeah. it, it's really almost, it's almost like a restaurant and an ice cream shop because yeah. they have the display uh, case with all the gelatos. You can just walk right in and walk right. That's up actually there a really good point to put out. It's not like an awkward, re- you know, some no. restaurants that serve. You know, it's kind of awkward. There's a lot of people ever. No, no, not at all. This is a place you can run in and get your ice cream and yeah. go out. No, that's a very good point. Like it literally does kind of. Yeah. It is like almost like a dual operation like yeah. that. If you happen to walk around Lakewood, like yeah. I literally just want a sweet treat. Yeah. yeah. So you get dinner don't. somewhere else, and you're like. Yeah. I really want some ice cream. Yeah. Go there. And, that is, yeah. and you can try as many flavors as you want because they know as soon as you taste it, you're going to buy it. Yeah. yeah. I guarantee it. You taste it, you're going to have some. Yeah. yeah. So let's uh, run through the metrics. Yeah, let's quick. do that a little bit. So service. I love the service. I mean, it was probably a little unfair because how at the time it was very There was empty, nobody there. But my word was the service good. Yeah. Right. Constant, oh, it was really good. Constant it, it was interesting because um, they uh, they spoke in English, but when they said... Um, when they were leaving, they would they would they would leave with like an Italian greeting. That's right. You know, they That's would say right. uh, uh, when she brought our food, she went and she walked away. She said "Bon appetito." Right. Mm-hmm. Um, she said a few other things. Yeah, too, I'm, I I can't, I'm trying to remember. Um, she said "ciao" when we left. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah which is really which is cool. interesting because I believe I don't think they're Italian. They're South American. Yeah, I know the owners are Colombian. Uh, I know a lot of South American Span- Spanish-speaking uh, countries say "chao" um, as well, which is just another little side note. Yeah, but no service um, again. You know, we were the only ones there, but that yeah. doesn't take away from the I, fact it was that phenomenal service. Um, nice. I agree. Friendly and attentive. The prices. I thought the prices were about average for above. Yeah. Average, you know, quality yeah. of food. It was not expensive at all. No. Um, no. no. Our, I mean, our, our our dishes were 
in the range of 15 to 15, 20 17 dollars yeah. mine was like 17 that. i think yours was 15 yours was 15 16, 16 or something, something like that. yeah yeah the most expensive um, dishes would be like some seafood platter and yeah. that was probably 22 23 yeah. like it wasn't anything crazy yeah like so it was it, it, yeah and, and i feel like you got a lot of food for it too you got a lot of food i like, didn't finish mine yeah yeah, yeah. you got plenty our, of food. our appetizer was, was uh pretty filled. It was 11 dollars um, but like that was, was plenty they us. gave us enough for yeah. all of us I'd say. for sure yeah uh, and then claw. the, then oh, the gelato the gelato oh was, I forgot about the gelato uh, four bucks four right? bucks yeah. that's the price for high quality ice cream yeah so um, what about the quality again my layman's knowledge I thought it was very high quality you know, I'm curious what y'all Paul and Dan thought about the quality no I I think it's good quality I think it's definitely you know now granted. I haven't eaten at an Italian restaurant in a couple of years, so I really don't have anything to right. um, compare it to. Um, but no, I'm definitely going to go there over a chain. Let's put it this way. <laughs> For your average person, it's high quality, I'd say. I'd say, yeah. yeah. No, I'd say it's yeah. very it's very solid food. Um, you know, I, I, think they, I think they do an excellent job of just keeping it. I love the fact that they keep it simple. It allows them to put out a good product. Right. Um, I'm... Yeah, I really, I really did enjoy it. Pricing is reasonable. Quality of the food, delicious. Uh, gelato, out of this world. So yeah. I'd say, no, I'd say it's a very good experience. Ooh, something I want to throw in here because this is where we usually talk about drinks. If there's drinks, they don't have a liquor license yet, but they allow you to bring your own wine. So if you want to, if you want to, um, if you want to, if you want to have some wine or something, you're actually welcome to bring it. Um, they'll even open it for you, I believe. I yes, I don't mean, remember if there's a fee well, for that. There is. If you go to a restaurant, if you go to a restaurant, nine times out of ten, if they there's open it for you, yeah. there's a corking fee. But yeah, you can bring your, but you can bring your own stuff if you want well, some wine. And that guarantees that you're going to drink what you want to drink, and yeah. honestly, that's going to save you a little money because yeah, usually they don't have the you upcharge. Yeah, the upcharge in bottles and it's ridiculous. But no, it's good. It's good quality food, and um, like Dan said, like the gelato, definitely worth it. Out of this world. Yeah. All right. So that um, brings us to. Oh, sorry. Oh, <laughs> we skipped the Italian. Guy. Yeah. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I mean, I'll just keep this uh, short and sweet. Um, n- nothing's gonna be as good as my grandmother's, or even like, like my aunt's cooking yeah. stuff like that. Nothing like for me. I mean, it's just bias, and I just think it's better. But uh, I thought it was really good. The lasagna was really good. Um, uh, my pasta was really good. Um, the only thing. And it's a small place, so you can't, I can't really expect them to. But uh, you could tell that the noodles were not homemade. Yes, that was the only thing. Yes, and it's not even like that's like like something that's re- like terrible. Like no, it's not. But like it would have been probably would have been up there with the best Italian restaurant I've ever been to if the noodles were homemade. I'll agree with that. No, I'll agree with that. It's I think it, with the size of the operation and with the prices that they want to charge. Using that kind of pasta, it allows them to offer what they do at the prices that they do. And like, I know that's I, a good point too. And I, for your average person like me, I'm I'm yeah. fine with that. Like, no, so <laughs> not not you know, like you said, not ta- really taking yeah, anything away agreed. from. Right. Um, but yeah, if if there was if there was a time where maybe they, you know we're able to do yeah. um, house made pasta, and you know there there's still a new restaurant that might be in their future. There could be too. That could. Um, we talked about portion sizes already. You won't you won't leave hungry. No, um, seriously. Unless you just eat an absurd amount of food, you're you're not gonna leave hungry. No, any any of the you could say quote like lower right. cost you know yeah. pasta dishes, which run you about fifteen bucks. 
You really, the price is the price difference between pasta dishes was just if there was meat or not. I felt yeah, or yeah, or if it yeah. was like ground beef versus shrimp. Like mine was a little more pricey because I got shrimp. You know, yeah. that's a, but not well, by much. Right. Are we on pricing right now. Uh, we already passed. Okay. Um, pricey. Right. Uh, we already did that. But we already What's talked next? about that. Uh, the last thing is vibes and atmosphere. We kind of touched on this. I was a little thrown off by the black and yellow decor. I'm not a fan of black um, and yellow. Black and yellow. <laughs> oh, I'm not a fan of the. I'm not a green fan. and yellow. Green and yellow. That'll accept. I'm not a fan of the color yellow, but um, it, it it worked. It was cute. It had, like I said, it was. A it's cute, a scrub color. Keeps coming to my. Well, Dan was all mad. You know who has yellow in their color scheme? The Penguins. The Warriors. The Warriors also have yellow. All the bad teams have yellow. Hey, let's right? unite in hating the Warriors. <laughs> I, can, I can do that. I can do that. Oh, uh, gosh. And his um, heart grew three sizes. What other thing? Oh, this is, this is, this is. oh it's heart. Okay. Yeah, it's what heart. did you think he said? I have no idea. Oh, uh, I don't want to know. Dan's mind is in the gutter. It's oh, weird. Weird. But no. Uh, yeah, um, let's wrap this up. Yeah, we got to we gotta get going. Um, Paul, let's talk about... Well, no. Uh, uh, oh, no. Oh, we, oh, oh, we were talking about vibes, oh. right? We just did, I thought. Oh, once well, again, you talked about vibes. Usually, you I'm talk. the one. I Apparently, do, nobody. I, I nobody, just said, "Damn, nobody's what did opinion you think matters." About, I said, "What did you think about the colors?" And you're like, "Oh, oh no, 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 no. we're talking about the color yellow." Anyway, talking about the anyway, color. yeah. I mean, the I, it, it's obviously. Oh, they play Andrea. Uh, what's his name? Oh, they played it. Yeah, they played mm. Italian music. Yes. Andrea Bocelli. It was probably yes. just Andrea Bocelli channel on Pandora, yeah. but it worked. Is there anything wrong with that? No, not at all. Yeah, I mean, the, we were the only people there, so we kind of got to ex- like experience yeah. like everything there, like mm-hmm. without being like. Which was actually perfect if you yeah. think about it. We were distracted. So, yeah. Yeah, and I- I'm sure if you go there during the week, it's not going to be very busy. You know, we've we've been told that on the weekends it gets busy, so um, whatever. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I thought it was cool. Mm-hmm. Oh, last thing about Molto Bennett, uh, it made Thrillist best places to eat in Cleveland right now list. Yes, yeah. pretty cool. Yes, it did, and it's uh, it's and there were some pretty notable places. Oh yeah, like yeah. big time places in Cleveland. So, so uh, cool. yeah, for sure, uh, definitely check that list out. Uh, check this place out. Yeah, it's called Molto Bene Italian Eatery. It's on Detroit Road in Lakewood, um, right by John's, John's Diner. John's Diner. Yeah, but it's 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 by the Parkway, isn't it? It's right over there, like over by the... Yeah, yeah, I know what you're yeah. talking about. Well, it's, it's also right. kind of near around the corner if you're familiar yeah, with it. Yeah, if you know where around the corner is, it's right there. Yeah, that um, part of Lakewood. Check them out. If you want to check it out before you go there, you can go to their website. Yeah. Uh, it's www.eatmoltobene.com. It's a uh, nice website. Moltobene just means Real. very well or very good. Um, oh, so go. eat very good. That's yeah. kind of why they have eat. Yeah, it's also a really anyway. easy to navigate website. So Yeah, for yeah. sure. So... Okay. Uh, yeah, definitely check it out. But uh, let's uh, let's real quick let's go through uh, some some Cinco de Mayo wrap up. Uh, Paul got to check out a uh, taqueria. Taqueria. The Patias Taqueria. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So there's been no shortage of lists that I've been looking at from Cleveland scene or just various Cleveland websites of places to try. Uh, Jordan and I had noticed this place, and the thing that stood out the most. We've talked about La Plaza before, and they have wonderful tacos. Uh, they listed this place as having street tacos that would rival La Plaza. I, La Plaza, I love you. Uh-oh. You're still great. Uh-oh. I, Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Are we going to get Jordan triggered? I, I don't know. I haven't tried this place yet. I, I'm, La Plaza is your jam. It is my jam. I, I think I'm going to gonna, I think I'm gonna have to say that better. the Patias does it better. Whoa! 
So here's what I think. Where's I could... the Where's the soundboard? Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> <laughs> what's that? What's oh. that? Uh, what's that? What's that thing you always hear rap song? That horn? Nah, 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 nah. Oh, So here's the thing that I'm anticipating. I'm gonna like about Tapatias is. It's more of a, a traditional storefront. Like La Plaza, you have to weave around the grocery store. It's kind of not the most inviting, like, dining area. It's, you know, it's, this place is like a store. It's like a restaurant. Like, yes. It's, yeah. It's um, also where I understand it's actually relatively new. It's a husband-wife team. Uh, they've really worked hard to keep it open. Actually, when they first opened, uh, we were sitting with this gentleman at the bar. Mm-hmm. He told us to call him Mexican Paul. <laughs> uh, no, super cool guy. And we felt very welcome. Everyone was friendly. And he was telling us a little bit about the history because he goes there on a weekly basis. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I believe he said when they first opened, they didn't have a liquor license. Okay. So they really struggled to keep the place going. Yeah. And, um, you know, they got their liquor license. And so, you know, you get your margaritas and things like that. But uh, Good margaritas? Good margaritas. Yes, we had a pina colada margarita. Wonderful. Street tacos. Oh, my gosh. The lengua and the chorizo. Ah, lengua. Oh. And chorizo. Chorizo. Um, no, fantastic. And like in the style of the plaza, you go over and you dress your yeah. tacos how you'd like. And it's a it's a smaller place. If it gets filled up, you're not going to feel packed. It's well lit. It's clean. It's probably a great place. I would imagine you can grab and go, too. Just get a whole bunch of tacos and take them home if you want. I think you feel like it. Do you think um, it's worth I'm, stopping in, though, and getting the atmosphere? No question. Okay. No question. Yeah. I think... Like you said with La Plaza, and it's something against La Plaza, but La Plaza is in a different environment that for some people might not feel as There's inviting. a butt in there. There's a butt. But, <laughs> there is. Um, you know, this, I think, is, I'm not nearly going to call it, like, Tex-Mex as far as, like, decoration or anything like that. It's, it is a little, it's, it's a restaurant. It's a restaurant and bar, so it's a lot more traditional environment for people to go in and get some tacos. Where is it? So, it's on Lorraine avenue where just at the street right? from uh, about it's, 123rd it's not far from the wendy's on on 140th oh by work yeah you just go down the rain oh, okay yeah yeah it'd be yeah it's up yeah. a little ways from there in fact i'm thinking about going there tomorrow for lunch you'd be a little hard pressed for time it's worth it no i mean like can you call ahead you might be able to call ahead okay all right maybe after work actually no i would say hey Maybe next week for Runuts. Oh, that's right. Get some tacos. Nice little segue we're, there. We're going to talk about that next. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> so, Tabatias Taqueria. It sounds like it's a traditional taqueria, which aside from La Plaza, might be one of the only actual taquerias in the city. So, that's pretty cool. I know there might be someone out there who's been to another one. Well, tell me. We'll find you. Because I've looked everywhere and I can't find them. Let us know. Yeah, I, I, I still um, need to check out La Plaza. I actually yeah. might go there for we, lunch tomorrow. Okay, all right. Mm, that's kinda hey, clo- let's kinda, go. Let's go. It's kind of close to work. Which right? one's closer? Do you think La Plaza's closer or, or uh, the taqueria? Ooh. They're La, about the same. La Plaza, La Plaza's quick, though, right? You can just go in and get your tacos and leave, right? Depends on... Yeah, there's a big wait, though. It depends. <sighs> you can call ahead, though. I know... Uh, oh, okay. I know... Um, I'm going to Sarah. I know Amanda calls ahead all the time and orders tacos. Okay. Well, definitely, definitely something to consider. I, off the top of my head, I really couldn't tell you which one I think is closer. Yeah, um, might be the same. Well, whatever. We'll figure yeah, it out. We don't need that's, to. That's fight not important. That. It's not podcast. All right. Material. So there's a new there's a new uh, brewery in town, guys. Bad Tom Smith Brewery. Um, I almost went there last night, but I didn't. I ended up going to Collision Bend. But anyways, 
Uh, looking forward to reviewing that place soon. However, in the meantime, Brewnuts, the famous Brewnuts, are huge fans. Well, Dan, not so much, but me and Paul are big-time oh fans. Uh, Brewnuts is collabing with Bad Tom Smith Brewery. Uh, it's Wednesday, May 16th, this upcoming Wednesday, from 6.30 to 9 p.m. For $13.50, you have to buy your tickets ahead of time, so go to the Brewnuts website. Or it's bad, I'm sure Bad Tom as well. We can go on Facebook, too. Facebook, yeah, yeah. Uh, Facebook page gives you a quick link. Correct. Just click, buy your tickets. For $13.50, you get four uh, beer-infused mini donuts. I'm assuming they're not going to be that big. But hey, four of them might make the size of one. Who knows? And you get a, a, a four-beer flight of Bad Tom. So, not a bad little deal. Uh, you get to support two local places. Mm -hmm. uh, try a new uh, brewery, which I'm sure not a lot of people have tried yet. And you get to try Brunettes Donuts, which are always good. The nice so. thing about Brunettes, apart from the amazing donuts, is that they do a lot of these. I mean, since their business oh, is they collab all the time. beer and donuts, yeah. they do all sorts of collaborations awesome. with breweries in the city. So this is, like you said, it's an excellent chance for you to not only sample Brunettes if you haven't been yet, but also get a taste of beer from uh, Bad Tom Smith. And honestly, I mean, for me, I, I don't get beer flights often. It's been quite a while since I've had one. But I think this would be a, I think a four beer flight from say, a local brewery. This would even be the way to do it, bucks. especially if you haven't tried. I've never tried Bad Tom. So I mean, like wouldn't you say that a four beer flight from a local brewery, even for it's that usually, price or ballpark, it's usually around ten bucks for oh, a four beer flight? Yeah. Right. So I this to me, I think it's you're a pretty, pretty much good deal. spending the straight up price for a, a beer flight plus one big donut. So it's not a bad deal. So there you go. It really and this really is more stuff. than just the deal. This is more about trying a new place and supporting a local business. So. Exactly. I mean, Brew Nuts um, is very active oh, yeah. on social media. They it's, are. It's a lot of fun. Real I mean, savvy. and they. I mean, they love. They love their customers. They, they really do. They really do. So they, they, um, Jordan and I, I'm going to double check on my pay situation once the money yeah. rolls in tomorrow, or uh, today, tomorrow, roll, whatever comes in. <laughs> but no, the plan is definitely plan on going. Yeah, no, we'll plan to be there, so that'd be fun. We'll hopefully give you guys that. Uh, Paul, you went to table, or you're going to Tabletop. You've been to Tabletop. I have been to Tabletop Cafe. I'm yeah. gonna hold discussing it till next week. Yeah, let's just. I mean, let's just let's let's hit but, it quick because Paul hasn't been there, so yeah, he doesn't know. What to Long expect, story short, so. you pay a small cover fee, and you have food and drink. They have like wine, beer, mixed drinks, uh, non-alcoholic drinks, root beers, sodas, milkshakes. Uh, oh, I no always, shakes. I always look at the menu. They have tea, they have coffee. They literally have every type of basic beverage you well, can get. Well, it's a cafe. All right. And you get some sandwiches too. I would not, I'm telling you right now, I would not recommend if you're really hungry, don't plan to eat there. Unless you just want a snack. It's just not a lot of food. You just don't get a lot of food. Well, it's not bad food. No. It's just like. But also the concept is you're going to be playing games. And when you play games, you're not typically well, sitting down to eat a full meal. Well, here's the thing. I could eat a whole pizza while I'm there. You know, or like I, I would be like, yeah, let's eat a lot well, of food. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, if you have stuff that's like munchies, like yeah. you're going to be munching. I'm just stuff. saying you're going to pay yeah. a lot of money right. for a, not a lot of food. That's my only thing. Oh, yeah. Okay. That, that's just my two cents. Well, uh, we'll, we'll talk about it more yeah, next just, week. Well, yeah, we'll, yeah. Let, we'll let Paul go. I'm telling you right now, unless you're like the nerdiest board game person on the planet, you will never run out of games to play there. I can't, there's, I can't there's even hundreds. comprehend how many board games they have there. I looked at the list. I just briefly looked at the list. There's I, hundreds. I mean, I don't. it's overwhelming. It's a cool atmosphere, though. But we'll talk about that next week. Yeah. So. Uh, let's just hit on a couple more things uh, today. Yeah. Uh, Let's talk about Memorial Day, which is coming up in here in a couple weeks. Uh, do you guys do anything for Memorial Day? Do you guys have any traditions, like stuff you do? My like family, family for the longest time, but not anymore because house house changes, you know, health issues. 
my aunt always used to hold uh, like a pool party at her house when she had a pool. Uh, that was kind of my memorial. We used to fly up from Houston or drive up from Houston for that. Like it was a big deal every year. So that's, that's kind of the big thing. Not so much anymore. My aunt moved. She no longer has a pool. My grandparents are just not doing that great. Uh, a lot of our other family is just kind of all over. So that's not so much going on anymore. I'm looking forward to the Astros Indian series. I'm planning to go to all, if not all, most of the games. So um, that's my plans for this year. Hmm. So. Yeah, I've never really had like family traditions per se. Those have usually kind of fallen on the bigger holidays, and even then, we don't have that many. Um, I mean, I face it, Memorial Day is pretty much just it's synonymous with yeah, day off work, go out and cook out. Me, I'm always a big fan of playing volleyball on okay. Memorial Day. Okay. Um, Dan and I, a church that we attended, a group of friends would always put together a Memorial Day volleyball game. Uh, just you know, get a large crowd of people. Well, relatively large. 20, 30 people. And um, yeah, just go out to a park, grill up some hot dogs, and just rotate in and out, play volleyball all, all day. day. Oh, gosh. Oh, that, like, that sounds like fun. Though. That to me, that's that's what I like about Memorial Day. Just take, you know, you have the Monday off and just going out, be outside, cooking off burgers, dogs, and then just playing sports, hanging out with friends. Yeah. Dan? I mean, it's pretty much the same with me. I mean, I, being Italian, uh, we're always looking for a reason to get the family together. So. Uh, Memorial Day is usually spent with family, just hanging out in the backyard, uh, shooting the breeze. You know, we'll play bocce, um, grill out, whatever stuff like that. So it's just, it's just a cool day to relax with family um, and kind of recharge or whatever. But um, yeah. yeah, so uh, yeah, hopefully I'll be able to go to one of those Indians games uh, over the yeah, weekend. Yeah, be fun. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. So one uh, one other thing that. Actually, me and Jordan got to go to last summer uh, Memorial Day weekend. We got to check out the t- uh, Taste of Summer, which is on the east bank of the flats. Ooh, boy. Um, that was fun. It was fun, but I was fairly disappointed that there was a lot of corporation. Like, the food was very corporate, and the, a lot of the yeah. drinks was corporate, right. which was weird. There was a brewery there, and we are like, I mean, it was good, but it was, like, from Atlanta. Yeah, I wonder which if it's, it's, it's going to change this year. I don't know. Well, they also had some local stuff. But yeah, I agree. I'm hoping it changes because it's a great idea. I was just thrown off yeah. by how corporate it felt. Well, there, it, um, down there, it's a little more developed now. They have a couple right. more bars open down there in the East yeah. Bank. So maybe they'll get involved. I don't know. There's I'm that Bocce Bar. There's Dante's right. Inferno down there. Uh, Margaritaville's down there now. Uh-huh. Um, so maybe, lame, maybe as, as they develop place, it more, it'll be a little bit better. But it, it was—I mean, it was cool. The weather was great, so it's just time to go downtown yeah, and hang out. Yeah, exactly. Uh, oh no, I had a blast. Beautiful day, except like I remember it stormed that night. Like yeah, as, as we were leaving. Yeah, very very late. Yeah, because we ended day. up going over to Collision Bend. No, we went to yes, and yeah, then we but the, then we went to uh, the big super bar place. What's it called? Um, Punch bowl. Punch bowl. Yeah, because we're, we're on the roof. We're on the roof. Okay, let's go home. Rain. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. no, that that's fun. Uh, um, maybe check. That go out check it out. Shoot. It's yeah. worth it. You have a good time. Uh, sure. Sunday afternoon, you can't beat it. Uh, Dan, you and me went to Edgewater Live a lot next, last year as well. Yeah, um, I'm excited for that. Yeah, I love uh, Edgewater Live. One warning. It's a little crazy the first few weeks. Like it's jam packed. <laughs> it but is like it. If you're planning on going there and having a couple drinks, yeah. uh, drink before. Yeah. On, on your own. Go somewhere after. Or go somewhere before yeah. or go somewhere after. We, the first time we went there when that new beach house was open, yeah. we stood in line for a drink for over an hour. Yeah. 
It's it's just too it many was, people. And, and by the by the time I got my drink, I was yeah. so frustrated and so ticked well, off. Well, I mean, I we were just kind of like, are we done? Like, yeah, like this is. But it, it tones down as the year goes on. Not so yeah. many people show up. Um, it's fun. It's worth going out. To. Yeah, I, I love it. The, the live music, just being on the beach, being around Edgewater. Right. Exactly. Um, it, it, it's so much fun. Um, but uh, yeah, just just one last uh, activity uh, we've got going on. Something that Paul's actually you've been to this before, right? So uh, monthly, the Museum of Natural History hosts these uh, Think and Drink with the Extinct, and there's always a different theme. Um, it was so awesome going there. It was my first time at the Museum of Natural History this year. I've gone there twice for one of these events. Um, the one was for a fermentation sort of expo, different businesses and stuff in Cleveland that focus on things like um, alcohol, wine, Cleveland Corral Company. Just super cool. And, you know, you get to walk out throughout the museum just like normal. They always have food and drink available. And went to the Balto exhibit another time. If it's possible, I would like to make it to this one. We'll see because there apparently is a lot going on Wednesday. So this is just another um, another event, another thing to drink event. This one focusing on nature in the city. So this is an opportunity to learn about like a lot of the backyard projects in Cleveland. And by that, it can mean you know projects for your home. Uh, there's things talking about beekeeping, building chicken coops. So kind of like a little bit of think along the lines of like homestead sort of yeah. on a smaller scale like in the city but also projects that go on in Cleveland when it comes to cleaning up the city rejuvenating like a lot of you know parks and just locations where you know maybe at one point they were you know they were like a lively friendly park and <laughs> thanks what was that and um but no but like now you know it's run yeah. down and you know let's face it there's a lot of trees and a lot of parks in Cleveland but it's it takes a lot to maintain them all so you get to learn a little bit more about that. Um, there's going to be a couple local artists that will also be featured there as well. So I think this, it, I think it's appropriate, especially for now. The weather's warmer. Going to be going outside more, enjoying the metro parks and the things that Cleveland has to offer. So this is a way to just learn a little bit more about that and kind of draw closer to that. So again, it's nature in the city. It's just another fun thing to do, and it's um, it's on it's on Wednesdays, right? Yeah. Yes, yeah, these fall on Wednesdays. And it's oh, just, that's the same date as the... Uh, right, that's what I'm out. saying, yeah. you know, maybe, we'll see. Um, but no, it's it's just another nice way that Cleveland has, you know, these events that pop up in Cleveland, just to kind of expose you a little bit more to what actually happens in the city, bring you closer to home, and no, I think it's great. So if we can't check it out, you definitely should. You pay the admission to go see the museum, and it's just a great time. Awesome. That's pretty good. That's a pretty good synopsis there. Yeah. It's almost like he's been to one of those before. Or two. Oh. <laughs> uh, okay. Whoa. Yeah, man. Okay. Uh, well, that uh, okay. is, that's going to do it for us this week. Um, thanks, guys, for listening. Uh, if you kind of checked in or checked out, uh, no harm, no foul. It was a little longer this week. It was a but, long one. Uh, we had a lot to, uh, lot to get to, lots to cover that we want to talk about. Um, just to kind of wrap it up here, uh, we're going to be uh, more active on social media, uh, especially during the Cavs games, during the playoff, the continuance of the playoff run, um, as we get more into like, uh, as we get more into like the summer festivals and stuff, we'll be posting oh, pictures yeah. of places that we I go to. I was going to say too, uh, this weekend, um, I know some of us are planning to maybe check out some new places. I might want to see about a brunch place on Saturday morning, so... Just keep an eye out. We'll probably post pictures of where we're at and something like that. So yeah, yeah. Keep uh, keep suggesting places to us. Yeah, too. we need to. Um, uh, 
yeah, we we love checking out new places. So that's one of the purposes of this podcast is to mm-hmm. check out new places and talk about them. Oh. So, uh, yeah, just uh, once again, wanted to go through our social media accounts. Uh, hit us up there. Follow us um, at LOTL Podcast 216 on Twitter. And then on Instagram and Facebook, we are at Living Off the Land Pod. Uh, check us out there. Follow us. Um, like our stuff. Uh, comment. We'd love to hear what you guys think. Uh, and check us out on iTunes and on SoundCloud, uh, where we post our episodes. Listen to us there. Yeah. Uh, Subscribe on iTunes. Give us a rating. Uh, we Follow like on. we like five, but you know, be honest. <laughs> yeah, be honest. Subscribe and rate us five. You can always bro. message us if you don't want to be honest publicly. Um, yeah, <laughs> and uh, follow us on uh, SoundCloud. Um, so yeah, so uh, we're gonna talk more about the Cavs as we go through next week. Uh, I think we should be through game two of the series. Because I think Sunday is game one, Tuesday is game two, and then game three is not until the next Saturday. So we'll be through the first two games in Boston. We'll talk about that, recap what's going on. Uh, as Jordan said, we got some more stuff that we want to hit up uh, this weekend, uh, some new restaurants. So uh, we'll cover that too. Yeah. And uh, hopefully uh, we might be able to line up a guest or two to come on the show uh, coming up. Also, yeah. Is there and something you need to say? Or? No, no, Jordan has just officially oh, lost okay. his attention. So anyway, um, yeah, so for uh, Paul, Jordan, and Jimmy, uh, I'm Dan. We'll see you guys next time. Later. Adios. We're leaving off the land. And vivo. Just one boss. Total chaos. Will this work?